Hello and a very warm welcome once more to this talk inside the Short Stay Virtual Summit for May 2021. And I'm very excited to be able to welcome Thibaut Masson. Now, Thibaut joins me from Rental Scale Up, the online resource for short term rental providers worldwide. Thibaut, a very warm welcome. How are you doing? Elaine, thanks for having me. I'm great. And hello, everyone. Excellent. Thank you for being here. Let's get started by finding out a little bit more about you, your background, and a bit of an overview of what Rental Scale Up does. Sure, sure. Uh, I've been a, a property owner slash manager for about 20 years now. Um, started out with the uh, holiday rental we bought in the Caribbean uh, in St. Bart's, which actually became my home. Uh, it was funny enough because, you know, at the time we could get a loan at the bank and buy a villa there, but we could not afford buying an apartment in Paris. Uh, why? Because at the time the bank was like, local bank on the island would understand that you, if you're buying a vacation rental, you're buying a business. Right. So we could just show them like the bookings you had for the year after, or actually the previous owner had for the following year. And like, oh, yep, you have upcoming business. We know the, we know this kind of thing. So we're going to lend you the money. It's like crazy. Like we were like young and having a villa in yes, St. Bart. amazing. So that's how it started out. So, and then I started a bit, you know, blogging about the industry, writing. Um, so today what's rental scale up? Basically it's two things. It's really a, a news website, market analysis for about the vacation rental industry. We talk about the big trends, what the big OTAs, Airbnb, Verbal, Booking.com, what they're doing, what they're planning and why. Also we talk about market trends in Europe, in the US. And finally, we talk about new technology. Um, because that's the second part of the business. I'm really trying to help uh, vendors of the industry and listing sites better understand property owners and property managers so that when they come up with new products or new offers, the real market fits and they have the real go-to-market strategies so that it actually matches a need and it it's, it's ends up well for them, for the, for the companies, they reach the right market. That is a great, I love the way you've, you've looked at it from all these different sides and you're, because there are so many different views from everybody in the industry and to just try and bring those together. I think that's, that's super cool uh, that you've got started there. So nice, nice work. So you mentioned that you look at a lot of trends and different things that are going on. And I find all of this super interesting, especially now as there's many different things going on based on this unusual few months. Well, now over a year that we've, we've just coming through. So as somebody who is fully immersed in regularly reporting on the industry, what trends are you really seeing right now? Well, Elaine, what's, what's very interesting is that first I would say um, there's a big divide between North America, especially the US and Europe. Um, what I mean is that clearly since January, month after month in the US, you know, there's been record-breaking numbers of new bookings. And not just higher than 2020, but higher than 2019 and, and before. So it, it's, it's going to be the best year ever probably in the US if right. you have a vacation rental that's in a traditional market, we mean here like sea or a mountain or rural market. Obviously, if you have a, a property, an apartment in New York City, it's still tough. But, but uh, Airbnb was sharing recently, as recently as last week, that the scenery numbers going back up in some small cities. So in, in the US, there's this boom in traditional vacation rental markets and demand for urban areas is coming back. So that's 
pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so what we see in these trends, again, it's like, you know, we talked about this non-abundant demand being big. Um, uh, fa families trying together. Families were big last year. It's big this year again. So they're going to book bigger places. Again, traditional vacation rental markets are great, great fit for that. As we all know in the industry, right? That's why we, we love this industry. Um, so uh, it means uh, probably, you know, bigger, bigger value for the bookings on average in the overall market in the U.S. Because again, the one bedroom apartment cities are not getting booked. So right. I would say I just pushing it a bit, but like the, it's the bigger places that are getting booked. So overall, it looks like the numbers, the average daily rates are higher in the market. But actually what it means, like one part of the market is super low. So right. it's the bigger places getting booked. So obviously it looks like on the average is higher. Um, sure, there's some tension in the markets, for example, right? Places like the Hamptons, for example, close to New York City. They were full last year. They are full already right now. It's crazy. I think it's like 90% full already for this summer. Right. Uh, for two reasons, again, uh, if you're a regular owner like, like me, you are probably staying at your own place this summer. So that your, your place is not going to be on the market maybe, or maybe not for the two months. Um, and as well, again, as we saw, this is a big trend. People don't want to stay in a city. They want to leave and they can maybe work remotely. So yes. why not, why not work remotely for a while? So, so again, the big trends are like, you know, outside of big cities, uh, I can be flexible and work remotely. So longer stays as well. So that's something we see really, really well in, in the US. Got it. Really interesting. And if I can contrast it with Europe. So yeah. Europe is interesting because as we know, well, if we are you know, we're in Europe, uh, the issue is, is the travel restrictions and border controls. Um, I mean, here, I mean, of course, the UK is very much advanced with the, the rest of the uh, of Europe, but really even within the UK, you could really, really see that the first areas to boom were England and Wales, because that were the first regions or first nations, depending how you say that, that were really open for bookings, right? Welcoming right. guests since April 12th, I think. Yes, that's uh, right. And you could really see on the maps was crazy. Like Scotland was like clearly in the red, like not nothing happening, and like England was booming. Right. Um, so this kind of pattern that you see within UK is happening right now within Europe, all over Europe. Like some countries, like in uh, France and the UK, have a very strong domestic market. I mean, like a lot of supply and a lot of national demand as well to match that supply. So it's good for them. The numbers are really good. Um, what we see as well, we see other countries would have large supply, but small domestic, domestic demand, like Portugal and Greece, opening up really fast to British travelers, for example, because they need, they are flight to destinations, basically. They need yes. uh, these travelers. So we see these kind of things happening. But again, um, compared with the US, uh, first quarter, second quarter, I think Europe missed out on these big trends. It was, it was really, really unfortunate for, for, for Europe, but when you don't know whether you can cross the border, whether you'll be able to. So I think numbers are growing now for summer. And again, I don't see any reason why not. Just like in, 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 the, in the US, we'll have like uh, the rural sea mountain places booming. Same thing, cottages, of course, booming. Yeah. But it's happening later. It does mean for a lot of property managers, it's very tough on, on a cash flow viewpoint. Very tough because it's second year, basically, when we're missing out on, missing out on spring in, in Europe, for example. Yes. We, we, I guess with so much uncertainty, that's, that's what made it very difficult 
for people to commit to even though they want to travel to to actually make that commitment with so much uncertainty as you say across the borders you can it makes sense really why Europe's a little bit further behind but really interesting thank you so much for sharing um, those different viewpoints from from different areas of, of the world I love hearing about what's actually happening and, and thank you for that it's absolutely great so something else which I think looking back at the year and how things first started off there was a lot of closed calendars in the first lockdown. So lockdown 1.0, let's call it. Do you think and have you seen uh, a shift away from the listing sites, the OTAs, the online travel agents in the wake of those closed calendars that they enforced closed calendars that happened at, at the beginning, putting people in very, very difficult situations because it wasn't a blanket nobody was able to accept any bookings whatsoever there were exceptions and of course with closed calendars it put people in really difficult situations have you seen people having lost a bit of that trust in the listing sites how, how are things shaping up well i think elaine you have a very good point in the sense that uh, 2020 was certainly a year where um uh, some of the major otas um sort of breached their promises or like there was like created this big mistrust right yeah. I feel like they betrayed so it's a very strong word but some people felt betrayed right yeah some people felt betrayed and you 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 pointing to the closed calendar so it's something maybe if you were not in the uk that's been very specific to the uk actually it's, uh, i've seen this in the uk and a few states in the us was also specific or in some places in canada for, like in ontario quebec for example it was basically uh um, local governments, let's say, said that uh, people could not stay in a holiday rental, a vacation rental for, you know, for one day to another. And what some companies did, like Airbnb, for example, they just closed the calendar. Uh, to be fair, they were just applying what they were kind of told to do in some ways. Uh, what's interesting, though, Booking.com was not always closed, where Airbnb was. So we, at some point, you're wondering whether Airbnb was trying, Airbnb was trying to be like, you know, even go further than the others. It was very weird from Airbnb, yeah. for example, had been company, company being, making usually, they, were, they had always been taking a lot of risks in cities, you know, going against regulations or trying to, everything. They, and this time they look like, oh my God, why is, why is Airbnb doing this? Why enforcing laws uh, yeah. like even stronger than the others? And then later we saw that they would going, you know, uh, public. So obviously it makes sense to show that you are a good citizen in this case. But just to say that, so you had this like, enforcement closed calendars people i say oh yeah i have to find bookings you know create bookings my own way and the second thing we saw as well is really like i mean march 15 march 15 last year this uh, booking.com and airbnb for example forcing hosts to um they're um, forcing them to repay guests even though uh, cancellation policies were uh, non-refundable yeah and that's something that verbal slash uh, home away didn't do at the time. So it also created a, it's a different perception among the OTAs, right? Not all the OTAs in one bag. Some look like they would actually enforce what the property managers wanted. So I think what we saw is that people thinking, okay, maybe I should build my website if I don't have a website, yeah. try to be visible uh, 
and it's not it's not easy right it's not very easy we, we talk about this the direct thing but it's not easy at all but at least like maybe i should at least start reading about this or yeah. attending the right shows or listening to the right podcast to know more about this uh, to really strong awareness about the problem the issue and second thing again is to say oh wow we you know what even if i'm listing on one channel or one ota or just on airbnb maybe i should diversify away again maybe on, have our own website or why not try out this verbal thing? And what's interesting is that if you look at fast forward to this year, right? Verbal has a campaign called fast start. And what they do, they call out Airbnb, like namely in videos where they say, if you are, if you're an Airbnb host, you're missing out because if you were a verbal host, you'll be earning twice as much money. It's so Whoa. it's fascinating. They're really Very going after Airbnb hosts and they tell them, they don't tell them just switch, tell them try us as well. Well, we'll win you over. So it's, it's very interesting again, because Verbal has really had this thing like last year where they understood, well, sort of they didn't betray in a way or didn't went against the, the policies that the host had. And now this year, they also say, and on top of that, we make you more money. I think it's very interesting because it does mean for a lot of, of hosts to think, you know, you know what, if I was only with one platform, that was crazy danger. I was building my own business on somebody else's turf. Yes. And we all know that's dangerous. Yeah, so many eggs in that one basket. And people start to realize, hang on, I don't actually need to do this. There's more out there. And that's, yeah, really interesting conversation around that. And as you say, there's, there's different sides to it. From the trust perspective as well, yes, from the host perspective, they this is where we they found themselves questioning, looking for, for different things. Have you seen any mistrust from the guest perspective or has that really what the specifically Airbnb wanted was to just say, we, you know, travel with us as a guest. You are completely safe. We've got your back no matter what happens because we'll yeah, get that, everybody back. And that's the thing, right? Uh, as uh, If you go on my wonderful website, sainbart.com, you know, can see my properties. Obviously, I want people to book directly with me. Yeah. That kind of makes sense, right? I'm completely in the boat of trying to get more people to book with me. Uh, but it's, it's super hard, right, to be clear, because I have to give reasons for guests. Well, first, I have to help guests find me, right? And I can't advert. I, I'm not on TV like Airbnb is or verbal very strongly in the US. I'm not there, clearly. Uh, thanks to you, I'm Elaine, I'm on your podcast. So if anybody wants to book a villa in, in, in Sinbad, it's, or it's Bali. really stunning. <laughs> or, or Bali as well. You know, Bali has been closed since February last year, right? Gosh. We haven't had one tourist. So anyway, that's another thing. But if you're not looking for... So thanks to expats stranded there on the island, we were able, able to do things. So what we did for Bali, for example, we went after Facebook groups because the expats were in the Facebook groups looking for opportunities. So again, this is where I really had to think through and say, okay, it's not the OTAs going to bring me bookings. Let's be creative. Let's go to Facebook groups. But really for guests, I mean, as much as we would like people to book with us, um, we have to give them more reasons, right? Why yeah. would they book with us? And, and as much as a lot of folks say, no, I'm not, I'm not ever going, going back. To guess, actually, you know what? They got their money back yeah, or the yeah. vouchers back for, or they kind of felt, you know, kind of well-treated in a way uh, or not too mistreated compared with hosts. And again, and then Airbnb verbal are really hard. So 
who's top of mind right now? It's probably these big companies. Yeah. Now, what's really important, what I've seen, and it's been very interesting, again, talking about the example of sandbar.com well, with our website, we, we, we've been able to, have, to create that voice on the market and create that trust. Through Instagram, of all places, I was super surprised. I, I would not have believed that. I mean, basically, people, because uh, St. Bart's is a French island, basically, so a lot of the news is in French, but most of the tourists are from the U.S., so right. the English speakers. Uh, our Instagram account is in English. We publish everything in English we know, because we know our target, right? We know our persona, the Americans, the you know, 35 to 55, and they like traveling, they're probably on the East Coast. So knowing that, obviously, we will be publishing in English. They turn to us to have uh, news about travel restrictions, when, when is the island going to open? And interestingly enough, compared with big property managers, we were okay to be talking about sad news or bad things. So we were like super frank. And people also turned to us and what we realized that a lot of people active on Instagram were not people who wanted to come to the island for the first time. It was the people who were fans of the island, who cared about the island. They were willing to wait until it will reopen. And so basically a lot of them were usually booking with my competitors, right? So what we really managed to do is to get a lot of them from Instagram to our newsletter base because we basically offered you know, a guide to become, uh, to have like my, my own personal travel guide to St. Bart's. And now these people are on my list and we made sure every month to email to these people, hey, that's the situation right now. We're telling you, okay, that's the way it is. And we're able to inform them, for example, that it's not official, but if you're vaccinated and American, you can come to the island. So again, it's so the trust issue is very important. And this is also where you can create that voice. And then, then you still have to be visible and then yeah. disciplined. You, we emailed, I emailed every day. It was my voice talking to people. That's the situation right now. And as soon as restriction eased, being there to say, and now, as I told you, and of course, in the newsletter, I was also talking about the new villa. I was refurbishing what was going on. You know, because it's nice to talk about this, talk about what's going on the island. Meanwhile, also to, again, have my properties top of mind when they understand yes. it's clear. So, so it, it, it's, it's tricky. Uh, again, that's clearly something an OTA cannot do, right? They can't create that voice. So yeah. my goal was really to say, okay, let's make sure people who want to rebook, going to rebook with us directly. Maybe you can use the OTAs for the first time in the book, but let's make sure they rebook it directly. Or people who are fans of the island, they usually go with our competitors. Let's make sure we can talk with them, convert them into leads on our newsletter and send them some offers or some good messages. Uh, amazing. I love how you, you, know, you found the way to connect with your ideal client in such an unusual time. That's really great that that happened. And you mentioned something really important that I, that I want to talk about as well, and that's trust and, and safety. And I know that's something that's very big with, uh, and you talk about it a lot on mental scale up. How important is communicating who you are, the safety measures, the cleaning protocols you have in place moving forwards to, to really attract guests and allow them to, to put their trust in you to book direct? So, so I think it's a great question, Elaine. And, and, and what's really funny is that if you had, had asked me the question a year ago, I would have said, super important. You, you can't do enough. You just like, and now I'm like, meh. In a sense, what, what I mean really is that, I mean, last year, Airbnb came up with, a, I think, 38-page long handbook on how to clean your place. 
38 pages. I know I printed them out because, you know, that's what we do on rental scale up. We're on the, we study things. I mean, I'm a host myself. So I, yeah. not just, I, I talk about the industry, but also I'm, I'm part of the industry. So I see what it is. That's just the industry. I'm, I'm actually just an owner, right? Yeah. So I'm like, what they want. So, and they basically wanted everybody to sign, to commit to this new protocol, right? So uh, w- what's interesting is that last year it was really big and everyone was coming with their own uh, program or accreditation, right? Uh, certificate. And um, um, so I worked, at the time I was working at Booking.com, it actually worked, uh, I'm kind of proud because I worked on a program where basically um, we were collecting uh, what the property owners were doing and to display on the, nice. on, the, on, on the website, okay, these people, they, for example, they wash all the dishes between each guest uh, or uh, they make sure if you don't want cleaning during the stay, you can ask not. So the kind of things, right? Yeah. So just collecting. So it was not here with Booking.com and forcing people to do things. Just tell us what you do and we'll make people, we'll tell people, right? So that was a different approach. And, I think it, what was very interesting is that I think almost none of the guests we've had at our properties asked for any question. Why? Because right. it mostly because we were clear. I mean, they, they were going to St. Bart's, so they knew people would be wearing masks. They knew that we were enforcing this thing, so they knew it would be happening. On the other hand, it kind of feel like they, we felt they were in our, maybe because luxury properties, they felt they were in a bubble. And once right. they were there, they felt protected. So uh, they knew they were going to an island with strong rules, you know, social distancing, mask wearing. To some Americans, it was not something they wanted to do, so they didn't, just didn't come. Um, so now we still, of course, we are uh, we still enforcing this social distancing, mask wearing, and, and we do mention this. But funny enough, and I've seen these big programs, and I work myself in Toscana with with Turnover BNB, which is. Uh, a provider of, of uh, checklist, clean checklist. We came together yeah. with a list of what to do. So I, I was fully, you know, uh, immersed into what to do. But it's what we really noticed in the end. It's kind of tricky because you were supposed to respect. Oh, I'm on Airbnb. I have to do this this way. I'm on this website this other way. It was kind of pro- counterproductive in the end. Now, if you are maybe a provider of, you know. Uh, for if you cater to business travelers, for example, or you're in cities, yeah, you have yeah. like an apart hotel, it's kind of businesses. It's actually very important. It's, I'm just going to reverse it for a minute, right? Uh, what I mean is that for a lot of people, for these people, you may be competing for, you know, business for to get to, to attract business travelers. Companies will, again, I talk about urban centers, companies will start sending back people to London. That's for sure, right? But if you are in charge of you know, travel in your company, you may think, okay, I, I'm okay with you staying in an apartment for the week, but as I'm responsible for the, that's my job as a yeah. travel manager, I make sure you stay somewhere with a certificate. So these certificates are going to be very important, especially I think if you are catering to business travelers. So again, so making sure you, are, you actually observe basic things like social distancing, mask wearing, and you say so, but you probably have to go beyond that if you cater to business travel, for example, business travelers. 
Yeah, that's, that's really interesting, actually. I was expecting you to say, yes, absolutely, massively important. But, but yes, that's two different sides of the market, really. The luxury side, which is where you are. And, and yes, as you say, there's kind of the bubble and they know a lot already. So maybe it's not requirement it, to, to let's, let's, let's say for, for luxury travel, it's like to them, it's like a given. It's like, of course, it's going to be squeaky clean. It's like, it's not even a, yeah. it's like, yeah, come on, you're charging some money. Of yeah. course, it's gonna be, it better be squeaky clean. Yeah. But so to us, it was like, okay, what more could we do? And we're like scratch, scratching our heads. It's like, because for example, they still expect us to pick them up at the airport, to wait for them at the airport, at the door of their, of their, of their plane, tiny 15 seat plane, and pick them up and drive them to the villa. So of course, now we don't shake hands and welcome them, we distance, we, there's still someone, my concierge, still yes. there at the door. With. So it's also a balance. For example, we talked a lot about trust and safety and enforcing, uh, enabling self-check-in. Yeah. It's a big one. And I, of course, it's cutting on costs. I mean, a guest doesn't have to wait under the rain that you come over late at night uh, to open the door. It's like it's making everybody's life easier. But in luxury rentals, I mean, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't see myself sending a door code to somebody who paid like, you know. Yeah. And thousands of money, yeah. thousands of dollars. Say, yeah. just here's a code and just find the house on the island now, nah. <laughs> because that's just not the expectation. So it's very interesting again um, how these things like uh, hand cleaning or self checking actually translate across markets. So I'm not saying you should mm. disregard them. I'm just yeah. saying they're just translating differently because some expectations, like of course it's going to be clean, for example. Yeah. It's like of course you're not going to have self checking. You're going to be waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that really makes sense. Yeah, very much so. So <laughs> thanks for that insight as well. This is why I'm just loving talking to people that have different backgrounds, different sides of the markets. That, that's super interesting. And, and you have managed your own luxury vacation rentals for, for many years. What would you say is, is really key to, to into right now in today's market to really attracting guests to, to book directly with you and really take control of your own marketing for hosts and owners. So what's been very interesting to me, Elaine, here has been this year, has been the, the comeback of travel agents. What I mean is that you're getting direct bookings, but not directly from the guest. It's okay. this someone, it's the assistant, it's the travel agent. There's, there's someone in between. It's not, again, surprising this level of, yeah. of, of but still, um, this year it's way higher. Again, they want to make sure that is the island open? What are the restrictions? How's the lockdown like? Have people been vaccinated? So I'm getting all these questions, right? So you better have an FAQ ready <laughs> just to say, here's the link to my blog. And actually, uh, it, like travel restrictions, it's a big link on our website now because I'm just linking, just read this. It's all there. Because that's because these people, their job again, you want to make their life easier, make the life of a travel agent easier. It's like, oh, that's probably all the questions your boss has. So yeah. if your boss, she's asking you this, these are the questions, you, you, these are the answers already and more you can provide. Uh, because you want to make sure, again, it's really the peace of mind is very important, as we all know. And in yeah. a way, we talk about safety protocols, cleaning. Again, it's really about safety of mind, right? 
come on, I'm bringing my family here. We just want to be okay, right? Why? We sh should be worrying about this. So um, the travel assistant will ask you a lot of questions around this in, in, in this kind of market. And again, it used to be that I would be, we would be getting you know, people with some money just booking with us because sight and scene or just like they look in the reviews good enough. Now it's, they are sending some scouts, I would say, to just see whether, uh, whether it's okay to come back. So it's very interesting, again, a different market. So it does mean, again, it's, it's, just, it's just pure marketing. Like, it's just like if you were selling products for babies, you're not advertising to babies, right? You're advertising to the parents, just saying, I mean, <laughs> just saying. So, right. So think who you should, who's your user is important, but who's, who's really going to prescribe, prescribe your product here, right? Who's going to recommend your product to yeah. so make sure that you make life easier for people who have to choose among between your villa and somebody else's. Right. Yeah. Really, really good advice. And I know that, that guest experience is such an integral part to success in, in all short-term rental businesses, but, but particularly, of course, in the, the luxury rental market. Tell us how, how you really go about delivering that amazing, memorable experience for your guests. And, and what do you think is the key ingredient, in your opinion? Huh. So three things. Um, the team we have, because obviously I'm a remote host. I'm not always on the island. And, you know, one of the houses is my actual house, right? So obviously I, I don't share the house with, not that I wouldn't mind, but I don't think that's what this kind of guests would like be sharing yeah. with me. Uh, they, funny enough, they don't mind having a drink with you because you're local on the island. So it's a oh, different kind yes. of rapport. Yeah. But anyway, so um, the team is very important. As I said, the concierge has to wait for them. If they're delayed, the concierge has to, will be waiting until whatever it takes, right? Yes. And so basically we have this person who's, who, who's, uh, we found and like, how am I going to do that? Because that's the level of service that property managers, the big ones are providing on the island. How can I do this as an owner? So, but you know, this already, you always have these independent companies, these smaller guys uh, or girls who get, who are, you know, smart enough to say, I'm going to provide that services to several villas at the same time. So this independent person is our concierge and he's got a team of people. And thanks to him, we're able to welcome the guests and they show them around, they ask, they, uh, tell them about the different services you can arrange for them. And I get a commission obviously on the services they sell. So everybody's happy. I'm happy the concierge saying that stuff. I'm uh, and everybody's happy here. The second person is the, the cleaning person in St. Martin. Very important because it's not just a clean person. We call this and a gouvernante. So it's like a governess with strange word in English, but basically she's a maid slash villa manager. Like housekeeper, she, maybe it might be the, the closest it's translation. Like the, yeah, or the head housekeeper of a luxury head, hotel. Right. It's right, like right. that kind of word, right? Yeah. The head butler or something like this, right? So uh, so she's very important again, because she comes daily in a clean, in this kind of, she cleans every day, right? So she has to know right. whether they would mind or not if she would clean when they are present. and. In COVID times, most of the time, they don't want to be in the house when she's cleaning. So they have to, you know, she has to be flexible and ask, can I come in now or not? So they have to schedule. So she has to be, you know, um, polite enough, smart enough, because she also has to get things done. So yeah. it's, it's part of like negotiation with a smile. So it's also, it's very tricky. But it's very important because also what she can do, I mean, um, whenever there's something broken in the house, she has to take initiatives. Yeah. So she's not just a cleaner, right? She's actually a, she's a business person. She has her own business as well. Um, 
And for example, is whenever there's something broken, that's the value under, let's say $200, she could just go and buy. I mean, I, she doesn't need, she doesn't need me yeah, to buy a coffee machine. Like, yes, of course, buy the coffee machine. She doesn't need me. And she knows that. So it's a trust. Bali is different. Bali, I have six people, employees. Again, the key is the, the, the trust here. And through the COVID crisis, it really has been a way for me. It's important to find a way to see, have them employed. So finding, again, long-term re- residents willing to stay in a house was a ba- way to find this. And the second bit after the team is the design. Um, the house has to look different in the photos, has to look different in the videos. And um, so here I must say, um, you really want to huh, have a place that's like, that looks both stunning, but still welcoming. Uh, designer furniture, but still, you know, they're going to be sitting with their wet swimsuits on the furniture. So you basically, what we did, for example, this year, we redecorated one of the houses and we just bought furniture that's good for yachts because oh, it's okay. waterproof. So you have to think, you're like, okay, you know, just like any vacation rental, it's going to be heavy usage. You know, they're going to try to be careful, but things happen. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the thing. And last thing I'd say, my, my tip, is reading the welcome. People still write in our guest book. They still write things because uh, a third of the market comes back year after year. So that's why, again, it makes sense for us to have a direct booking strategy because a third of the market will be coming back. That's why we want to be seen on Instagram, for example. Yes. And when we read this, we're, like, we're able to say, oh, people come back for anniversaries, 25th year anniversary, or it's my 50th birthday. I'm like, oh, celebrations. Can I tell you why they're coming? And then it's kind of changing our things. Like, oh, okay. So if they're coming, it's really important that we're able to tell them three couples going to the house, no problem. Each show us we have a great bedroom. Nobody will be jealous that one has a bigger room than the other. So it's kind of things. It's really, and then you can say, oh, the house is about creating memories for yeah. a lifetime event or something special in your life. It's anyway, just reading the guest book is really the thing where you always find this thing because they like it and you can actually write yourself. It looks very traditional, but it still works because who, who writes things, man, with, you know, handwriting is so rare nowadays. Yeah. Makes it special when you have to reply and say, oh, this year has been tough, but I'm so glad you guys, you guys came back and I see you, you came back. And I've had people come for 10 years and I know all about how their twins grew up. Oh, and the wow. twins, the twins brought, brought their first uh, fiance this year. That's was a big. Uh, wow. Awesome anyway, so that's that's important as well. It's just uh, listening to the guests, trying to have a feedback loop beyond reviews on on websites. Yeah, that's that's really good to see the the insight from from your side of things. Thank you for that. As we begin to move to to closing, have you got any final words of advice for anyone wanting to? thrive in this new landscape moving forwards huh. I, th- I think it's i think it's it's tricky because um uh right now i mean if you are i mean if you have a right let's say, let's say right now you have a property somewhere on the countryside on the country and it's you could be catering to people open it up just like, do everything you can but you, ha- you have to be ready for this summer because even if you're not ready right now, a lot of people will, a lot of places will run out of supply of, of places to book. So even if your place is ready only in June or July, you still get August booking. So get, you can get started now in those places. And if you are, if you are in urban areas, again, um, things are, 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 are going okay. And I, again, I was listening to 
we actually some data from Airbnb said that right now in New York City, 50% of their bookings are with people who are staying more than 28 days. Okay. So again, this whole trend we had last year, people staying longer, it's happening. This remote working is still happening. So yeah. can you cater to this? Again, make sure your photos are updated, show that you could have a desk and people can work. But even if it's a, a baby room that you turn into an office, it's always possible. Just make sure that you show that you have a, you know, you have a, you have a desk, there's a good chair. It's really important if you have done these works, just make sure all your listings have updated photos. Um, that's the way to thrive again and really be, again, we talked about be present, choose one channel when you be visible, like Instagram, just pick one and just be super visible, very active. And OTAs are not bad in a way, because again, they may be running out of supply at some point, but do not discount on these channels, right? They, OTAs may tell you, you may want to discount because that's a message that they are probably telling to hotels on their platform. But nice. if you're vacation rental on the, country, on the countryside, on the coastal area, really don't do that because there's no need. There's, yeah, there's no need. Interesting advice. Thank you. And just looking forwards, where do you see the future of the industry headed? Well, that's so tricky because now, <laughs> I mean, imagine doing kind of prediction last year before oh the crisis. Like, yeah. <laughs> just rosy. And, and because last year, for example, right before the crisis, we had all these companies we're building empires in cities. This like uh, Stay Alfred or, or yeah. Domeo. Basically, we're taking over uh, whole buildings in cities and turning them into apartments, completely automated. They were, they were rising. These companies, a lot of them crashed during the crisis and looked like a good business model, but it was a risky model. Yeah. So making predictions now, I'm like, let's be careful. Um, I don't know. I think let, let's let's... Uh, what can I say on the positive side? Um, one thing is that a lot of, so I've been in industry for 20 years. Elaine, you've been, you've been in industry for a few years as well. Yeah. Um, we think it's always been there. I mean, nobody invented um, secondary home, right? There's been secondary home for, for a long time. Yet, uh, this crisis has made a lot of people, guests, discover the option. Believe it or not, I mean, again, I work at Booking.com, which is a platform where a lot of people go to book hotels. Yes. And one of the big things we were doing, we were really trying, we were looking for hotels for like four or five people. We're really trying to show them, hey, you have this thing called apartments, short-term rental, you could also be booking. That's a great option for a family. And you, have people, and you could see some people were first-time bookers of short-term rentals. So some people... Yes. Thanks to this crisis, I think, you know what? I'm going to stay in a short-term rental. And they did. So I'm not saying that in the future, uh, hotels will still be this low and vacation rental this high. It's probably going to be like this. But I think the, the share of people staying in vacation rentals probably be bigger than in the past. Bigger than yeah. it would have been otherwise. A lot of people were introduced to the options. You know what? It's a great place. Maybe even for longer stays, we can book for one week for vacation and maybe can book maybe for a second week and I'll be, we'll be working from there. It's big enough. You can work, I can work and the kids can play outside. It's doable. So again, new use cases for our kind of places, remote working, for example, or and new people as well. So I think it's pretty positive. And as well, again, in some areas, there's no way people can build enough, right? Or fast enough to reply to this. So maybe this demand will stay. Um, and again, I'm most thinking about urban rentals because it's the people never mentioned because it's always a bit tough in some areas. 
it will be back up just again it's it's a it's a great choice and if people you know if people want to work or meet cities are great for that you still want to you know meet colleagues or go to conferences and probably why not stay with people connections for networking why don't you book a place together in a city that's completely possible and that's another use case for short-term rentals in areas so I'm pretty positive. I'm just not saying that it's going to be like, yeah, people will just not go back to hotels anymore. That's not true, as we can imagine. But yeah. more people know about us now. So let's, let's just stay active and visible. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's just constantly showing how good we are. Because as an industry, despite a rough year, that I think a lot of what has happened is that actually standards have risen. Uh, cleanliness has risen, mm. has risen or maybe it was already there but the ones where it wasn't are maybe getting filtered out a little bit now so the standards overall have gone up and so I think I you know I, I agree with you I think that we will take some more of the of the hotel market and then maybe it will balance back out again as you say and it'll it'll come together but we do offer something unique which is the extra flexibility isn't it yeah so, correct yeah exactly yeah i mean it, it, it just makes it just gives that extra layer a little bit of extra flexibility and and yeah guest education or potential guest education is is absolutely key and vital thank you so much timo for coming to spend some time with me i've, I've loved hearing about I mean, there's the different sides, the different experiences that you've had from running your own business to being part of booking.com to, to rental scale up to, to all of the data that you're, you're sharing. It's been so interesting and, and really, really cool to see that you, you can see things from so many different directions. So thanks for sharing your, your experience and expertise with us today. If people would like to check out rental scale up, uh, like to find out about more about you and that amazing place you have over in uh, in bali please let us know how people can get in touch <laughs> all right so um first rentalscub.com is the website where there's the news but if you go to rentalscub.com slash newsletter then you can sign up for a free weekly newsletter will basically if you like what i said today i'm like talking about the big trends what are the big otas doing and or what a new features new tools that they have out and why and how can you use that for your business that's just what you can get every week in, in your email box. Um, the other place is LinkedIn. Um, I know my, my name is hard to spell and pronounce, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, you know, um, if you just type my name, you'll find me and, and, uh, on LinkedIn. And the last thing is uh, for Sinbar, just go to sinbar.com. It's um, our website. And for Bali, it's realbali.com, realbali.com. So you can find our places there. Uh, and thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, you know, because I'm so glad because thanks to you, I can only talk about rentals club, but also about my places. It's also something obviously I'm passionate yes. about. So yeah, most very definitely. Happy. Oh, good. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. It's been a really interesting conversation. And I hope I get to speak to you in the not too distant future. This, this last time it's been such a big gap since our last time I spoke to you. So it'd be great to, to keep in touch. And maybe I will bump into you at an in-person event, which I am absolutely convinced are happening in the not too distant future. So hopefully I'll get to meet you very soon. Yeah. All we'll right. Have an amazing day and I will see you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you and bye.